What's this? Seductive, smooth music on a podcast about sharks? Not on my watch. This is a show about science, and science can't be sensual. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This fully charged saxophone solo is slowly changing my mind. Science, data, and experiments can absolutely connect to the world of love and lovemaking. That's right, we're talking about sharks getting busy today with a scientist who has spent over a decade researching the mating habits of nurse sharks in an island area just off of Florida. And I learned a lot of very sexy facts about these sharks, which of course I'm going to share with you right away. I'm not that big of a tease. So let's stop warming up and get right into the secrets of shark seduction. That intro got a little steamy. Had to go into the ocean and cool down a bit. While I dry off, I'll let Dr. Nick Whitney introduce himself. My name is Dr. Nick Whitney, and I'm a senior scientist at the Anderson Cabot Center for Ocean Life at the New England Aquarium, and I study several things, but mostly sharks. Nick is researching a very mysterious aspect of sharks, their mating behavior, something that is difficult to study. But he found a spot where there's a lot of action. For most shark species, we know almost nothing about their mating behavior, and that's because mating behavior is something that is fairly rare and really a, a difficult thing to observe uh, for most shark species. And nurse sharks in this one place called the Dry Tortugas, Florida, it's a little group of islands about 70 miles west of Key West, uh, they're the exception to that rule. They're a population where you can actually observe them mating in clear, shallow water on a predictable basis every year in June and July. That's right, unlike other shark species in other areas, these voyeuristic sharks do their business where everyone can see. Nurse sharks are slow-moving bottom dwellers, gray-brown, long tail fins, and their skin is actually smooth to the touch, unlike other sharks. So smooth. The ladyfish love the shallow water. It's great for thermoregulation for the baby sharks they carry inside them, and the scientists love to have a protected spot where shark mating happens consistently. Lucky for science, these sharks don't mind the peeping toms who've been watching them for decades. This is a study that's been going on for 30 years now, uh, started by a couple mentors of mine, Dr. Jeff Carrier and Wes Pratt, and uh, we've been We've been going down for the past several years. I've been involved, I think I've spent 11 summers now um, down in the Dry Tortugas. Nick and the other scientists don't just keep their distance. When the water is splashing, they get right near the action. You know, just wading around in shark-filled waters. So these sharks are all around eight to nine feet long for the most part and a couple hundred pounds. They are, they are good-sized sharks, but they are not known to be aggressive towards humans. Um, they do occasionally, when, they're, when their behaviors are interrupted, they do occasionally circle around and give us a close look to see who that, who that animal was that just walked in and, and ruined their, their behavior, their time. Um, but there are also a lot of other sharks in this area. It's a very sharky area, so we occasionally see um, hammerheads come through the shallows, lemon sharks, Caribbean reef sharks, bull sharks. And uh, we never know what we're going to see there. That's part of the fun. So we do we do try and, and stay in pairs and uh, pay attention to our surroundings, especially if we end up wading out into deeper water. 
they aren't just there for the show. They use nets to safely capture the sharks before going into science mode, data collection, tagging, and other tools to help better understand these, and this is not a scientific term, horny sharks. So let's get to your burning questions. How does it all begin? Pickup lines? Well, it involves less flirting and more biting. When the males come around and mating starts, what we normally see is a male grasp a female's pectoral fin. Some might say bite a female's pectoral fin. Uh, but these sharks can actually control how, how strongly they bite down with their teeth. You can imagine a, a shark species where uh, the female's fins got bitten off every time they mated would not last very long to produce babies and, and that, that population, that species would go extinct pretty quickly. So even for sharks like white sharks, for instance, and tiger sharks, which have teeth capable of biting through other sharks, they still will bite during mating, but they can just adjust that bite. So we have a male that will grasp the female's pectoral fin and try and get close enough to her and stay close enough to insert one of his paired claspers into her cloaca and fertilize her eggs. And in order to do that, it requires a lot of cooperation from the female and the males usually do not get that cooperation. So most of the mating attempts are not successful. Don't worry, Nick said that the females evolved to have thick skin to prevent injury from a male's advances. Female sharks know what they want and they will let the males know it in a very obvious way. What we see a lot of in the tortugas are interesting behaviors where the females will roll uh, so that their, their tails are up in the air and out of the water, which makes it impossible for the males to mate with them. Um, they'll sometimes arch their bodies and curl up in like a C shape, which also blocks the males from mating. And like on a dance floor, other female sharks can help keep unwanted creeps away. Um, and they'll also group together. Females will, will rest in clusters which minimizes the chance that any one of them is gonna be grabbed by whichever male happens to swim through. Nick added that the shallow water might also help female sharks control the number of males that approach them because they don't have to worry about advances above and below during mating season. A lot of these guys strike out, but what kind of shark mate does a shark lady want? Well, let's just say they want a man with experience. It would make the most sense from an evolutionary standpoint if the females uh, were biased towards uh, the oldest males, the males who had lived the longest, because that's that's what you want for your for your offspring is that they live a long time and are able to produce more the, the, the shark version of grandchildren and great grandchildren. Basically, um, we do. We haven't been able to confirm the a really tight relationship between age and mating success because we don't know the age of a lot of our sharks. We do, however, have enough of them identified that we can tell there are certain certain males that come in and have much more success in, with mating than others. Um, and some of them have been coming back year after year. We have one that we recaptured this year, a male shark uh, with the nickname Thumb, uh, that was first tagged 20 or 28 years ago, I believe it was, and has been coming back ever since then. And when the right guys come along, these ladies aren't shy. The females show a very different behavior. In many cases, they will uh, show what we call cooperative behavior, where they actually allow themselves to be carried out into deeper water. And instead of putting their tails up in the water, they stay down in the water. They will even, um, in some cases, they'll even use their pelvic fins to guide the male's clasper into the cloaca. It's very fascinating behavior and much more complex than what you would expect uh, when you first look out and just see sharks splashing around in the shallows.
So how long does it all last? They attach accelerometers to the male sharks to detect when they might be giving it a try, and can also see just how many rejections they get. It can vary quite a bit, but it's usually a few minutes. Uh, we've, we've shown from our uh, accelerometer data, so we, we attach these accelerometer tags to the sharks that measure their every, every tail beat, change in pitch and posture. Um, and so that's a really good way to detect mating behavior because mating behavior involves these really unique movements that you otherwise wouldn't see. Um, and we can tell from that data that some of these events uh, last upwards of 20 minutes or more, um, but many of them are very brief. Many of them are, are like a minute or less and usually involve just a male uh, grasping a female and she rolls and prevents him from mating and then he swims off and tries to find a, a more willing female. They've been getting an even closer look at the whole process through cameras, a little shark mating POV, but not all questions are answered yet. We're also starting to attach tags that have uh, video cameras, which provide a whole new context. We're not sure yet if the longer if the longer mating events necessarily mean that there was a successful copulation. In some cases, they will just, the females will roll and just hold a position and then the male just holds his position. And it's kind of a, it's kind of a big, you know, staring contest and they just hold that position for a long time and nothing ever happens. One thing they do know is that some of the younger sharks may not have mastered the motion in the ocean just yet. Yeah, it varies by species, but for nurse sharks, we think they probably start mating somewhere in their teens. Um, and it, it may be older than that. Males probably start earlier than, than females. We can see um, some of these males that come in, especially it seems like the younger males, um, just really don't know exactly what they're supposed to do. So you'll see them trying to grab the female's fin, but they'll come in from completely the wrong angle and they'll just kind of lie there and hold on to the tip of their fin. They have no chance of a successful copulation whatsoever, um, but they're just kind of resting there with the female. Um, and with our accelerometer data, that all may show up as one big event, uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean there was there was much of a chance of a successful copulation. I'll have you know, I tried to be as mature as possible during this interview, and I want you all to be proud of me for that. But come on, that last one was just too funny. I think we've all learned here that experience matters, and even female sharks can appreciate a hot daddy. Thank you for listening to Shark Tales, a podcast created in partnership with the Atlantic White Shark Conservancy. You can find deep dives with shark researchers on all kinds of shark topics in seasons one and two. Find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And NBC10Boston.com has a ton of great shark content, including a viral video of a Cape Cod man accidentally hooking a great white shark, a great white shark while fishing off the shore. All you got to do is search Hook Great White on the website search bar.